0: forever Moments go, time runs out
1: Welcome back to the Gods the Ghost Volleyball Podcast and your host, Scott Bemke. Our podcast today features part two of our interview with 10-time men's winner on the beach, 1972 Manhattan Beach Open champion, 2013 California Beach Volleyball Association Hall of Fame inductee, in 2020 Long Beach State 49er Wall of Fame volleyball inductee, captain buzz swartz enjoy all right today's game they changed it and i don't remember the year i try to block it out of my mind 2000 to one or two where they changed the court to the short court and rally scoring um what are your thoughts uh on the rule changes to the short court and rally scoring
0: why they did the rally scoring they did it for TV uh, the problem being is if you had a, a, a side out match um, you never knew when it was going to end uh, with the rally scoring you can dictate basically how, how long the match is going to be uh, I mean unless you have a couple extra long rallies which still is only that's only a matter of you know, 10, 15, 20 seconds or maybe a mi- half a minute or something uh, so that, I, I see the reason for it and I, I'm not going to argue about that uh, now as far as uh, shortening the court or, or making it smaller that to me just basically took the little guy out of the game a guy like me now you know I'm six feet a little over uh, if I had to play this game now I mean I would be at a huge disadvantage There, there's one or two guys I know that are fairly successful not usually successful but you know they'll get maybe in the top five or finish or whatever maybe get get win one once in a great while but it basically takes a little guy out of the game with the way these big guys can block and block over the net it's just uh, you know it's sad I think but the game is developed and it's the way it is and it, it seems to be doing okay so who am I to say?
1: Here's a hypothetical for you. In your prime, how would you do against a team like Dalhouser and Rogers, for example, playing old-school rules like you played, best out of 3-11, to 11, with the big court, side-out scoring, no antennas, no blocking over, real tight hand-setting? Um, who would you pick as your partner to take them on, and what would your strategy be against a team like that, playing them at Manhattan, for example?
0: Well, I'd probably pick... Matt, just because uh, I, I was probably considered better playing the left side and he's obviously a, a great right uh, he played a few in his left side but basically he was a right side player playing against a team like that would be tough I, maybe the things that would be in our favor so to speak would be conditioning um, you know these guys don't play as much, they don't play as like we used to play two or three, three out of, two or three, two out of three matches in one day, you know, where these guys play one to 15, and there's, the stamina is not, unless it's a hot day or whatever, is not that big a factor, I know they're in decent shape, I mean, they have to be, but I think when we, we used to play, you know, six, seven, eight hours a day to get in shape, we didn't just go down there and hit balls and prepare for an hour or something and then call it a day. We, we played six or seven hours. Um, so conditioning could, could would be on our side. Shot making, I think, would be on our side. Matt's, Matt's got some good cut shots too. Uh, and defense would be on our side. But on their side, is their offense, you know, being 6'8 or 6'10 or what they are, even if we did try to block them, we may not be that successful. <laughs> we'd, we'd have to, they still have plenty of room to go over us, but we, obviously we'd have to try because if those guys hit the ball straight down, they're, they're, it's almost undiggable. Right. Um, so, and they're obviously, they're blocking us would be tough for us too. So my strategy against those teams would be, especially with the bigger court, would be try, obviously try to serve tough, and serve deep, make him have to run around and, and hopefully they'll get, give him a bad set or whatever. And if if who we could serve, Dahlhauser for a big guy has got a great pair of hands. So I, I, I'd have to go uh, actually start serving him and see how it goes. And then if, if he just pounds us to oblivion, then we'd uh, probably switch over to Rogers. So, but I think it, 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 in the long run, I, I think they're going to get us.
1: Sure. Good, uh, that's some good info right there, Buzz. Thanks for being candid. No problem. In your opinion, all eras, who are the five best men's beach players ever?
0: Okay. Well, I, I'm not too up with uh, the recent guys. Yeah, and I know they got they play overseas and they got the international uh, events, but I would go, I would go with them. Karch Karai, Obviously, is you can't say put his you have to put his name in there. I, I did I never got to play against. I I remember the first time I saw Karch was at in Santa Barbara. I played in the Santa Barbara Open. He was play, I believe he was uh, playing with his dad. He was uh, 15 years old at the time. And I remember that, you know, we saw him play, and people are going, Guys, look at that kid over there, you know. So, so that was my first recollection of Karch. And then obviously he went on to start him, and, you know, it's got more opens than anybody or whatever. So obviously he's, he's up there. Then I got Ron, I got the two Rons, Ron Von Hagen and Ron Lang. They were a dynamic duo together, and when they split up, they could still they still won tournaments. Then Gene Selznick from the the early era. I never did see I didn't see Gene play much, but I heard nothing but good things about him. Or as far as uh, his abilities, his capabilities. And then as far as a fifth guy, there, there's two guys I should mention that, and I mentioned before would be Brighton O'Hara. So they were the kings of Manhattan Beach for. For five years in a row, so obviously you got to put them up there. And then my last pick would be, uh, I guess, uh, Jim Mangus. Uh, good all-around player, won I don't know forty opens or something like that. And uh, he uh, obviously won with he played with Von Hagen some, he played with Matt some. Uh, a very intense player, so uh, he's he's up there too.
1: Yeah, he had what. Five Manhattans with th- four different partners, I think, and a couple of uh, world championships. So, yeah, he uh, he knew how to bring it when it mattered most. Yeah. All right, we'll wrap up here with a couple of fan questions that I got off the old school group on Facebook. And... Um, you know and also from from Matt Gage so Matt said uh, you know you came up and played in the later 60s and the later 70 through the late 70s is there anything that you remember about the game in the 60s that stands out in particular
0: well the, the main thing I guess would have to be uh, the team of Brighton O'Hara uh, which I've mentioned before they they were they were it, as far as I was concerned through the early, middle 60s. Then uh, Lang and Von Hagen were a team uh, that were right there all the time. At that time, I remember uh, I, as a young player, I loved watching them play. And then uh, the other duo, which I mentioned before, also that uh, was a local team was Maupy and Gonzalez. They were put them kind of like a Ron Ron Lang. They could play defense. They they weren't. Uh, Power hitters at the net, but they could play defense. They could they could move the ball around. They could they could put it down. Uh, I think they got a second. Uh, they never won a tournament, as far as I know, but they they got a second. I believe it was at Manhattan, but I'm not positive. Yeah, they uh, did. Yeah, and uh, so I enjoyed. It. And I was good friends with Mitch. Uh, you know, we played basketball in high school together. I was one year ahead of him. And then, like I said, I, I hooked up with him again at uh, El Camino with the with the mix thing. Um, so I enjoyed watching them play. They were uh, they just grinded out games. So that's about what I have for the the sixties, early late sixties.
1: Okay, you won uh, five opens, uh, men's opens on the left, and five playing on the right. You no know, small feat. Not a lot of players. Uh, in the history of the game, could do that. It's tough enough to win one on one side, let alone ten split up between both sides. What were the keys to being a successful left and right side player and winning on both sides of the court? Not just you know winning, but winning opens.
0: Well, I I think I was a a very decent or more than adequate player in all facets of the game. Um, I was a, a good passer of the ball. My only deficit of people were to say, "Me were in my hands," that they, I, I was susceptible to getting called for a throw once in a while. Uh, but as far as offense at the net, I could hit on both sides equally well. I had, like I said, I had my shots, but I could do, I could do from both sides equally well. Cut it short, cut it deep think it short, just over the. Uh, if they were blocking, I, I I could get it around them and and uh, put the put the ball down. And I was also a decent blocker, which would help you know get get some points here and there with my partner picking up balls. And and I was a good defensive player on both sides. I could dig balls. I, I could I could read. I could scramble. I could run things down. So. Uh, basically i think that's uh why i get to handle both sides
1: jay satterfield uh mentioned that you were well renowned for um pushing yourself pretty hard in in practices and in uh in games and i uh, wants to know what was the most number of games you ever recall playing in a in a single day buzz
0: well we, we uh obviously when i worked at the hermosa pier uh I had to I don't remember exactly what my hours were like 10 to 4 or something like that uh, and I, I was even handing out volleyballs I could still play I didn't I wasn't restricted from playing and uh, along with Matt and a bunch of the other Hermosa guys that were down there we, if we could hold the court or if not we'd go play on a. you know if we lost a back game anyway long story short I'd say we, we play at least eight, not every day, but play eight or nine games of hard-fought, side-out games. So, consequently, being able to do that means that we were in good shape. So, uh, that's what I'd say about eight or nine games, uh, probably two
1: or three times. Were I you playing that. to 15 or are you talking uh, eight or nine games like best two out of three to 11?
0: No, no, it was D1 game to 15.
1: Okay. Uh, your father, Hoppy, was a prominent player. Uh, pioneer when it came to surfing in the South Bay, from what I've been told. What was it like being a part of that volleyball and surf scene there? I know you touched on that a little bit when you got your start in the sport, but geez, I mean, talk about uh, being in an amazing uh, little circle there at at some point yeah. in time, Buzz. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: I, obviously, uh, surfing was the first main thing I did early on in my life my dad uh, was a he was what I call a big wheel he was the first president of the United States Surfing Association and and uh, it, he dedicate basically dedicated his life into to uh, uh, furthering the sport of surfing it had back in those days it had kind of a, a bad reputation so he he was instrumental in, in trying to uh, get the sport appreciated for what it is uh and I, I he used to run surfing contests up and down the coast uh and I, I i became a judge at those contests so i even got to represent the u.s as a judge to go to the 68 uh, puerto rico ch- uh, world championships which was quite quite an honor and I had, I had to obviously theoretically i was theoretically the best judge i mean it all it was done was on stats and stuff. But but anyway, so coming up in the surfing world and then uh, transferring basically to the volleyball world. Once I got serious about volleyball, it took over. And I, I, I uh, surfing took a background, obviously. And, uh, but even after a day at the beach playing volleyball, Surfboard and heading out to the water afterward, cooling off was uh,
1: was uh, nothing
0: but the best.
1: I can only imagine living the high life. <laughs> what do you miss most about your playing days, Buzz?
0: Well, basically the competition, uh, competing against guys like Von Hagen and Lang and and the Rundles and the Bergmans and the Clem's. Uh, what 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 a what a feat in in my lifetime that, uh, playing against these guys. I mean, this is it's like the best at that time, the best in the world. Uh, they didn't really have beach volleyball, so to speak, ever, anywhere around the world. But it, it, obviously, it's taken off like a, a banshee here in the last twenty or thirty years. Right. But back when we were there. We, the, the, this was this was it. The South Bay was it for beach volleyball, and playing against those guys was awesome. Um, and then also the the camaraderie we we had. We'd sit around at that, down at Hermosa. My mom and dad used to come down there. They they loved to watch me play. They'd come down there and we'd play at the at the, at the beach and and uh, maybe have a beer or two once in a while. Um, but uh, just just with all the guys down there, it, it, it was a blast. It,
1: uh, never forget it. Looking back on your career, Buzz, what are you most proud of, and how would you like to be remembered? Well,
0: a couple things, if, uh, if I can mention. Obviously, winning the both sides, which we talked about, yeah. uh, shows that I was a, a versatile, basically all-around player. That could, that could do both sides. I know there's, uh, like Von Hagen, I know, has won quite a few both sides. He was mainly a left-side player, but he won quite a few on the right side also. Then I respect my uh, my mixed record. I, I, Butch May is the perennial best mixed player ever. And uh, there could have been a lot of other good mixed players, but a lot of them never gravitate from doubles to, to mix, so the, the, the pickings were a little... Uh, the the amount of really good players playing it was not as 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 high but uh, but I still respect my my mixed record I enjoyed playing with Nina for those those three victories and then also getting my one in Mission Beach um, and then um, one there was a, a statistic that is I don't know if it's good or bad uh, I I played and this is according to the sands of time, and I don't know if it's off or not. But I, according to the sands of time, I played with more partners than anybody else. They they list me as playing with twenty three, although they didn't put Mangus on. I played with Mangus at Rosecrans one year, and we got a third. They didn't put Mangus in there, so I'm counting twenty four, and Von Hagen had twenty two. Yeah. So. And I know why he had 22, because he was he was in demand. Well, my 24, I'm thinking half, maybe a third were in demand, and the other half or third where I had to go find a partner. <laughs> uh, so I, I played, and I played a, a lot with some of my uh, when, I, especially early on, I, I played a lot with some of my good friends. You know the, played one or two with so-and-so, and one or two with so-and-so, and so on. So, so I mean, those are obviously good things, too. But but sometimes I had to scrounge for a partner. You know, the, Von Hagen would play with Matt, and uh, Jackson would play with Zulich. And, but, so, no, well, who do I play with? You know, so, but I, I can say that
1: I enjoy playing with all of them, so. You uh, you you didn't take advantage of that Perry's pizza and and Coke and uh, try to recruit him with that, huh? <laughs> <Love> <laughs> well, well, piece Matt. slice of pizza in one hand, a Coke yeah. in the other. Let's go. Come on, I got you.
0: Matt got some
1: of that. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to ask him about that sometime if I'm fortunate enough to talk to him again. Um, yeah. From what Gage tells me is that. Um, you know you're a pretty humble. You know, uh, keep you know not a braggart at all. But I think in 1970 you were really instrumental in getting those volleyball courts built and installed at Hermosa Beach, and and um, consequently um, it became just as popular a place for people to play in the 70s as uh, you know up in Sereno and uh, State Beach in Santa Monica. So what say you about that, there, Schwartz?
0: really accepted <laughs> uh, it was part of my job if I didn't put those courts up I wouldn't have a job there so uh, <laughs>
1: uh,
0: yeah I, I forget the guy's name Marty something was the was the recreation director and uh, it, it, I, I don't remember if I went to him or if uh, they approached me or but somehow we decided obviously to because of Manhattan the Manhattan Open uh we wanted to try to uh, take advantage of that and maybe build something similar if we could and uh and I think we, it was very successful for forever for how long it uh, I wasn't in charge of it that long i, I once I got on the, the fire department then then it, my uh time curtailed a bit for hermosa but uh but it's something I'm proud of i have no doubt about it
1: yeah, so all you folks out there who play down at the pier, just remember uh, in Hermosa that Buzz had a, a lot to do with that. Pretty cool. Um, for our final question here, Buzz, what are you up to these days? Where are you living, family, hobbies? You retired? What would you do for work all these years? What, what's going on with you?
0: Okay, well, I, like I said before, I worked for the Englewood Fire Department. And for twenty nine years, and then for uh, the last two and a half, we got consolidated by L- Los Angeles County. So I worked for LA County the last last two and a half three years. We uh, I retired in two thousand three. So what? That's been uh, about sixteen years or so. Um, right now, basically, my main hobby is I I play golf. Uh, I belong at a couple clubs. I also my my. Uh, kids are, in fact, we went out yesterday and played uh, at a course in Laguna Beach called The Ranch. It used to be Aliso Viejo or some, something like that, uh, but now it's called The Ranch. A uh, Real nice uh, resort, so, but it's just a little nine hole course uh, and my kids my son plays uh, quite a bit. One of, them, one of my daughters, the other one is just kind of taking it up uh, but uh, we were out there yesterday along with my son's wife and uh hitting it around having a good time um early on when we first i first moved down here in in, uh 81 and uh you know basically was kind of retired from beach volleyball but still had something to do with volleyball Uh, my kids went to a junior high catholic school in laguna beach and i i ended up coaching all three of their teams and they went on to be, my son was a, he played in high school, was a setter in high school, could have maybe gone on to college, but uh, he was interested in extra, more extracurricular activities. Um, and the, the two girls, my one daughter was, was a good, good little player, and we always were very successful. So basically that's what's been happening with my life. Uh, since retirement from volleyball.
1: So you're in the Orange County area, Laguna, or? Laguna. Nice. Yeah, just
0: uh, inland from Dana Point.
1: Good stuff. Yeah. it well, been a good life. Yeah, I'd say. Um, well, Buzz, I, I want to thank you for taking an hour and a half today to do this. And um, from what you did for... Uh, you know, getting those courts built to uh, the 10 open wins on the men's side of the four mixed opens and coaching and uh, serving in a, as a public servant as a fireman for 30-plus years, uh, you've uh, done some amazing things, man. So congratulations and job well done.
0: Well, thanks, Scott. I appreciate it. Uh, it was a good life, like I said.
1: This concludes our interview with Buzz Swartz. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you haven't already, please make sure to check out our website which is gods-to-ghosts.com. Our objective with the website is to make sure the history of the sport of volleyball is remembered properly and all the incredible players, coaches, refs, and contributors to the sport can be acknowledged and remembered for all their contributions over the history of the sport. Thanks so much for tuning in. Bye-bye.